Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people, so grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 23. This week, folks, we're going to be uh, talking about two great documentaries, Grace Jones, Blood and Bambi, and What Happened, Nina Simone. So, Tawana, what are we drinking today to celebrate these great women? Um... So basically, this week I was inspired by um, the great take on Jamaica Mm -hmm. in the uh, Grace Jones film. Okay. And so I went, I guess it's a little mainstream, but it does the trick. Right. Little red stripe. This Caribbean brew boasts an extremely refreshing taste by balancing uh, multi-sweet and lightly hoppy flavors that are pretty crisp, clean, and, and fairly easy to drink. You know, as you might expect, this Caribbean brew brews an extremely refreshing taste by balancing the salty, uh, multi-sweet, and lightly hoppy flavors. The result is this this lager that's really crisp and clean, sort of very easy to drink with a very low uh, ABV. It's a a pale ale that's just made out of Jamaica. The first time I had uh, Red Stripe, I was in Jamaica, actually. Were you? And I was on the beach, and I was drinking Red Stripe with... Uh, some jerk chicken that they had literally on the beach, and it was course, so good. In those huts, it was so good. I was like, "Oh my god, this beer is amazing!" I bet we well, got really trashed, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm 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 starting my trip early. I'm going to Jamaica soon, so nice. I'm well, gonna nice. start it up today. Well, I'm sure you'll be enjoying yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. What For you me, drink? I'm gonna be drinking uh, Beacon Bourbon. Beacon Bourbon, excuse okay. me, which was uh is from Beacon, New York, and it's a uh, great because i'm celebrating new york and everything nina simone because she lived in mount vernon new york money earning mount vernon Mm -hmm. and uh the thing about beacon is it it has all these notes the usual notes you know that vanilla that kind of oaky spicy flavor but there's a hint of cinnamon in this a little Mm -hmm. maple a little dark fruit it's it's great neat or over ice you know it's really good and 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 i'm going to celebrate these women by having it in a a manhattan and i'm going to post the recipe for everybody and it's a little bit of it's the bourbon it's a little sweet vermouth a little bit of bitters hmm. served in a glass no ice and very tasty very nice so I'll, I'll post that for all you guys to see but um what am i drinking von and alex. you're drinking i don't know what you're drinking uh, oh alex a miller light i'm drinking miller light he is drinking miller light it's a fine pilsner because i'm because i'm basic yeah. You're basic? Because yeah. I'm basic. Today, today, guys, I'm basic. And a little. And you know why I'm basic? You know why I'm drinking this drink? Why, why? are you drinking it? Because, again, I'm guilty of not seeing the films. Yes. So I have a self-imposed punishment now that oh. if I do not see the films, i got to drink some good old-fashioned American. 
or or the worst or the worst possible beer you could actually drink. I mean, Pabst could be the worst if you ask me. But (laughs) I have a I also have a can of Pabst in the fridge. Very good. So once I finish this, you'll torture yourself. I will drink Pabst. That is how I think this needs to go. And we'll and we'll post pictures of Alex drinking that Pabst because he deserves to be punished. (laughs) <laughs> with all Listen, kind of physical we, evidence. We can't really I mean, in Williamsburg, it's not a punishment. It's a no, rite it's of passage. not. It's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage with, yeah. with a shot of whiskey Yeah. for $5, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, well, no, sorry. It's a Narragansett. Oh, it's a tall it? can of Narragansett. A tall can of Narragansett. And a, and a nasty, a nasty shot of whiskey. Nasty. Um, while having a $20 starter. Yes. In wow. a dive bar. I yeah. died a little bit inside. Yeah. All okay. of that is horrible. Well, I'm going to, we're going to step it up right now and bring <laughs> it back to Manhattan. Is and, that? And talk a little bit about Grace Jones. The larger than life, wild, scary, and androgynous. Ladies Grace and gentlemen, Miss Grace Jones. <laughs> Start it off, sir. Kick it off, Fawn. Let's talk about the movie a little bit. Um, sure. You know, I was a big, I'm a big fan of Grace Jones. I've been yes. a fan of hers since the 80s, and I grew up listening to her music and watching her style, and she's she's always been the forefront of fashion and music in that way, you know, where I know we get to see Lady Gaga and all those kind of performance artists, artists today, but she was ahead of the game with that, and she was yeah, a black was. woman doing it. And so she she kind of always stepped out, and she was mm-hmm. she was always her own kind of person. She never was afraid of it. You know, she stepped into the challenge. You know, she's from Jamaica, and she celebrated her Jamaican heritage proudly. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's inflected in her music and her personality and her sense of style even. And I think that it was it was great to see this film, and it was, it's also directed by a woman. Yeah. And um, and I think that it's it's something to be. In the celebration of her life, I think there's just something special about it. What I wanted to see more of, and I was talking to Tawana about this before we started recording, was that I wanted a little bit more of, you know, her fashion years, her years in the 80s during the whole, you know, Andy Warhol and Keith Harding and all those years. I wanted to see a little bit more of this. But what this film gave us was... A, a snapshot of time when she was working on an album and she was on tour, but she took a little time away from all of that to go back home and visit her family where she was recording in a studio in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So I think that to see that side of her was also kind of beautiful mm-hmm. and, and celebratory of her life. But, you know, there's something about this kind of woman. And for a woman, she's almost 70. She'll actually be 70 in May. Will she? She'll be celebrating her 70th birthday. I wonder when they filmed this. How they started she? it in, in, in 2005. So, okay. so like thirteen years ago. So you know, from the start of the filming to to the what we see on, you know, on the screen now, it's just amazing that this woman has stand, stood the test of time, and she's you know she's always been avant garde and ahead of her time. She always. was in, oh my God, the movie from the eighties. Um, Boomerang. No, not that one. Not Before that one with Catherine Deneuve, she was the vampire. She was in. Uh, oh. Um. That wasn't hunger, was it? The hunger. Yeah. Hunger, yes. She, so she she's just always been around and she's always been a thought starter. And she's never been afraid of who she was and 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 to push buttons into in any way. To change the game a little bit. She's always been androgynous. She's you don't know whether she's coming from her, her masculine persona or her mm-hmm. feminine persona. Cause she 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 balances both of them so very well. She I think. definitely does. What did you think about the film, Tawana? I thought it was amazing. I mean, I um, have never seen Grace Jones live. And, 
you sent out links telling us how we could see it. Mm-hmm. But I felt the need to go see it in an audience and really participate. Right. And uh, like I said, I've never seen her live. I've only seen concert footage on whatever device. Right. Um, and so I went to BAM um, to check it out, BAM Cinemas in Brooklyn. And I saw it with quite an excitable audience who right. were all huge race fans and was clapping like we were at a concert. Oh, yeah. Screaming and woohooing at the screen. And it was amazing because it was this like this potpourri of people. It was like, yeah, you had like your hardcore, like, very dramatic gay guy fans, right? Mm -hmm. And there was like a cluster of like these black girls, like black women, black people, because there Mm -hmm. were some men in there. And then there were like, you know, like you see some of the hipsters that probably liked her shit and wanted to check this out. Right. Um, And you could tell everyone was creative. Um, And it was just really, it was really nice to see it in that environment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to understand, um, to understand her allure through, through people even more. Because my my assessment of her is just really through my own parents. Okay. So my dad was Stevie Wonder, but my mom had a little Grace Jones going. Right. And was like, never sing these songs around grandma. So <laughs> like nipple to the bottle and pull up to the bumper. Yeah, like pull up to the bumper and then like so like so she was just badass in like every way. But where I came from for from it is of course it's all about the imagery for me. Storytelling is amazing and I'm always there for that. But I mean the opening was 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 amazing, and like you just said, it it sets the standard for the, all the concert scenes that were in the film, mm-hmm. and it also proves that she was the original performance artist, right? Right. Before Lady Gaga, before Madonna, before Janet, before even right. Beyonce, who's dabbling in who dabbles in performance a little bit. Okay. Um, she she was the standard of it all, and her her set design, especially that one in the nun habit hat. With oh, the yeah. red stripes oh, coming yeah. down in these odd ways, oh, yeah. so Saul Bass. Oh yeah, reminds me of Saul Bass and like uh like like Psycho stuff, like all his posters for Hitchcock. Yeah, like very very much Saul Bass and created. And I thought it was really beautiful because it was just like it opened you up to this this huge experience. And I just really loved how the tracks were sort of um, explanatory based on like the story they had right. told before in her right, real life. Right, because she was sharing her story with her, right. either way she would be with her family. Right. And they were at a dinner table and they were talking about, you know, the past and the yeah. experiences. And then they would re- relate it back to a performance and a song that she was singing. I thought they did a really good job They with did that. a tremendous job with that. I mean, there were moments where they would, they would just hold on an image, like a vista Right. Or um, some water or something, and you'd hear her voice overlay over the, over the image, and it yeah. was this beautiful juxtaposition between the two, and then that would lead into a concert footage. Yeah. And so, I mean, that just—it was amazing. It brought you in, and it just really, it really shown through about how great of a performance artist she was. I mean, I never, I never even thought of her when watching this that she was a singer i wasn't marveling at her her showmanship her her mm-hmm. yeah her artistry in terms of music yeah. i marveled over her showmanship right her ballsiness just yeah. you know 
the, the one scene we were talking about before is when she was shucking os- oysters right. and she was like wow this muscle is so tough I wish my pussy was this tight yeah, and I was like well goddamn she is great <laughs> I was and like you know, she's I love never, that she's never never know, shied away shied away she never bowed down she's she's always been the woman who would speak, speak her mind and I think that was Bad the beauty ass. of her oh yeah and, and, and it still is and there was just so many times that because this film is really about cinema verite because they didn't they didn't put yeah, they a lot tried of really hard with the elements of all about the street. It was just let's let's have this Where conversation. Yeah, let's be in this moment. Yeah, they didn't they didn't try to pretty it up. Yeah, there were times when she was with like when she was with the the, the neighbor down the street who they grew yeah. up with Myrtle or and something and they were playing jacks. I know that was brilliant. It was so great because you you felt like. Because she was, in that moment, she wasn't Grace Jones. She performer. wasn't Grace Jones at she all was in Jamaica. just the woman. She yes. was just, I'm here. Yes. I'm just, I have on this little simple dress. Yes. I don't have on any makeup. No makeup. I'm, I'm, I got a hat on my head. I'm just, I'm just having a conversation about the past where I grew up. And this one was obviously key in their lives. Yeah. And, and they just had this beautiful moment where she literally talked about being a little girl yeah. and playing jacks. And she she actually started to play with them. Right. And she was a neighbor that lived right. down the street. And she was a badass woman herself yes. back in the days. Yes. And Grace was talking about how she just loved watching her walk. She right. Would, she would pull in all the attention. Yeah. And, and she then, got and Grace got up and did the walk. Right. And she <laughs> would... Um, I wasn't sure if the lady had gave her the nail polish or she just had it. Oh, yeah. She talked about how she would put the polish on oh, the when her parents polish, went home. Yeah. And she'd just live her life playing jacks with her hands all pink. Yeah. And then she'd take <laughs> it off. So it was like really just like amazing stuff. I just, there was so many, many parts that I thought were brilliant. Like, yeah. um, first of all, her costumes are amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like that um, fiery, like wide open. Um, it was like when she did the French film shoot, the, uh, the te- television show. Oh, yeah. That looked like it was alive. It was like a little thing that sat on her face, on her mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. And came from the top of her head up into the back. And it was like a burning flame almost. And it had all this glitter. Mm-hmm. And so she did the shoot for, I guess, some sort of television show. And she was saying how she was just like, oh, what's the setup? And they didn't tell her ahead of time. And they were like, don't worry. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be brilliant. And it was her in the middle of these, like, eight girls, six girls, and they were doing all the seductive dancing. In lingerie. In lingerie. And when she got off, the guy was like, how'd you think? What'd you think? You liked it? And this was all in French, by the way. Right. And so then she was like, no, I didn't fucking like it. I was like, I'm a fucking madam. Like, I was pimping out these girls. Right. Like, I was some lesbian pimp. Yeah, she was... (laughs) She's she's never been the one to shy away. Oh, she she always would speak her mind, and she still does. And, and I love the fact that yeah. she can do that and, and be who she is and still right. command an audience. Well, she was saying, I'm sorry to cut you off. She was saying, like, I'm a creative. Yeah. I'm a visual creative. Why the yeah. fuck would I think that's cool? Right. You guys right. don't believe me? Like, what the fuck? And and because of who she is as a woman and, and, yes. and her, her fight to be who she is within an industry that's yeah. dominated by men... I know she would never want to subjugate these women. Never. You know, she and, felt bad because yeah. she wanted them gone. Yeah. But she was like, oh, I feel so bad because now, you know, I'm not. They would lose their job. They would lose their job. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was like, I can't 
really have this because what is it going to do? Because like, it doesn't speak to who she is and, and who who she, she is. Her, what her image is as, as yeah. a performer. So I, I think that you, we got to see nice little bits and pieces of that. Yeah. And there were so many shots where, she, where we were behind the scenes yeah. of working on the on the album yeah. and, and negotiating with, with different people that she was going to be working with. Right. And that one scene in the hotel where she was arguing about you know the, the 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 contract, the contracts, right. and, and the extra days, and just how that was shot, and we were right. we were seeing it through doors, a lot and through doors, like fractured images of her. Right. There was times when she was getting dressed, but she was having this conversation still. She was dead ass nude to ha- do like a bunch of those, you know, and she was so clear. She never like she never wavered on what she thought or her opinion or letting people know. No, she you know, didn't she did, She didn't shy away from her, but she would apologize. If she, she would apologize. Like she was she got too much. If she was too much, she, was too she would apologize about yeah. it, but she would still keep on. She never she wavered like, from her opinion. I apologize, right. but this is what it is. Right. And you got so, too close. You crossed the line. Remember she had that whole thing where she's like, I warn people before right, I go right, off. Right, right, I do give you a warning. I give you a warning. I let you know. But once it's rap, right. it's a rap for you. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, you know what I love, too? The part where she was on the French television show and they showed the audience. Oh, yeah. And the mom is... There was like a mom and two girls. The mom was like getting her life in the right. audience. Pull. She was like, oh, there was... um. La Vive? La Vive La Rose. Yeah, yeah La Vive La Rose. She was singing that. And the, the mother was singing it. Classic and the kids song. were hand, head in hand, bored as shit. Yeah, that she, was a great shot. It was though. a great shot. She had Because the tie. audience was all alive. All alive. Except for them little kids. They were, they were just like, why are we here? It was perfectly, <laughs> perfectly framed. They were so off to the right and everybody was off to the left. It was really good. I, I like a lot of it. I just think that they, they did a good job in sort of juxtaposition her story with her work yeah. and her life in terms of like her son and her niece and her mother and their story of like sort of um, having a challenging uh, past childhood traumas and, right. and dealing with that and learning to come out of that because uh, essentially she said now she had to be her own therapist for a little bit right. and she had to realize what, 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 Knowing she needed to get her. help. Right, right, right. Because, you know, she, she, her aggressive nature won out because things would happen. Right. And she, that, she had no other context of, of reacting to things than what she had learned from being beaten as a child yeah. and in this uber religious community and, and, uh, Spanish town, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it's called Spanish town. Yeah. Which is in Jamaica. Which is in Jamaica, yeah. So it was like, it was interesting. I, I just, I really like it was another thing that I thought was badass when she was getting ready for the um for oh god there's so many okay but there when she was getting ready for her performance in New York oh yeah and she had she was doing her own makeup initially then eventually it turned into a whole team she had a do rag on a fucking chew stick in her mouth yes. and she was doing her badass red makeup yeah i was like look at this bitch right and she here. said i'm going tribal and she she, was, she did yeah. her whole she setup, did her shit you know and she's like you know and i guess yeah. she must have been late because she kept she saying this is new york why are, you know people are leaving it's 11 30 this 11:30. is new york city she was, and yeah. she because grace is a part of new york city the part of New York City that I love, but it the was 70s, gritty and 80s, grimy, dirty. and people partied, Party and it was night. nonstop. You yeah. would, 
at 11 o'clock, you were just getting dressed to go to the club. Yeah. It wasn't about, oh, well, I'm just going to head on home no. now. Fuck all that. New people York's were still like that. People were on fire. And so dirty. she was like, <laughs> and then she even said, oh, well, you didn't send me a car, you know, but you, yeah. you, know, you want all this to happen. I love her. Yeah. The purity of it in how she just she would speak her emotion and she oh, was, she would live in her truth and if you couldn't handle it you couldn't she handle give, her truth she didn't give a damn because she was gonna let you know that, that you just lost a friend you just <laughs> lost a friend exactly <laughs> and it was just like and then she was like okay I'm on she got it she was all set and she yeah. walked out on that stage and she performed yeah there was no ifs ands or buts and um absolutely my favorite scene. My favorite scene to the end of time, and what I love about this movie, because I would at first I think, oh, this is a little slow, and I wanted, I needed a way. little more texture because for me, I wanted to hear more of her, her backstory in New York and in France and in yeah. her experiences and her 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 role as a visual artist because right. she she spent a lot of time doing that and being a model, mm-hmm. but she was also a model. She wasn't just a singer, mm-hmm. so it was just the fact that she was able. To do all yeah. of those things, and she was a mother. Yes, you know she was able to do all those things. She had a son. You know, and I feel like her son's a photographer now. I think he's a photographer. He is a photographer because he said something about he had a shoot. Yeah, because he's been, he's been working. Well, in his the father is a photographer, right. and all those iconic posters and, and album covers that we've seen of Grace over the years were actually from her husband. Yeah, but he's um, like, or. Godard or something. Yeah, we'll 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 post that out there yeah. so everybody can see. But I just think that it was something special about how she's able to manifest that. And, and the thing that she talked about, my favorite scenes were when she was in Paris and she was in that hotel room, drinking champagne, butt naked in a full length fur, talking yeah. about how the business is lonely, but you have to be, you know, you have to be in it one hundred percent. Yeah, and the fact that she knew that. She understood her power in the fact that if all the the lights went out yeah. and you couldn't do your big stage show and whatever, whatever, yeah. she could still captivate an audience. And she knew that. And that was about your voice. Yes, and, it was. And the power of your voice. And she understood that. And she literally sat there eating a croissant, drinking champagne, and talked about that. And I'm like, in a full-length fur, butt naked. But she... And I was like, like that's were, a real woman right there. There were, like, moments where she was covered and she would, like, make a motion make a motion and then like her breasts would just pop out and oh, then yeah. it go back in and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Oh right. wait, that's Grace. Right. She doesn't care. And yeah. even th- there was there were times when they were shooting that that conversation she was having when she was arguing, she was like, Well I'm getting dressed. And so you would literally see her naked. We saw her naked you know, full frontal everything. You know, but she didn't she's she that was, kind of person. She was drying off. She, she would literally off. walk in a room naked to get to her clothes. Yeah. If there were a room full of people there. But yeah. she was she wasn't ashamed of her body no, or she herself. Wasn't. And that speaks to who she is as a as a person. Yes. She had no she had no inhibitions in that way. Yeah. The, her um, ex is Jean-Paul Gaud. He's a French graphic designer, illustrator, photographer, advertising filmmaker. Mm. Um, yeah. That's so why it's he's, so iconic. I'm going to post some of the iconic images So on, many on of site. his images are iconic. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of those sort of like headroom, yeah. jaw extensions that, that, that were synonymous with her. Um there were just so many things that she did that were really cool. I mean, I have so many scenes I liked. I mean, I loved when they slowed down the foot. Oh, they sped it up. It slowed at first. Mm-hmm. It was all these images of from being in the backseat of the car. Yes. I thought that was very interesting. You don't Beautiful. see a lot of that. And then they slowed that, but then they sped it up when she got into the club. Right. And she was dancing in this low-lit spot 
just going in. And it felt very hallucinogenic. Right, People right. were she was Almost getting, like a fantasy. She was getting spanked at one time. It was <laughs> like she was, I was just like, I kind of want to party with Grace Jones. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, that, that's the beauty of her. And, yeah. and, and I've actually seen her live. I saw right. her a couple of times in New York here. That's the beauty of living in New York. You can see people like Grace yeah. Jones. I actually saw her one summer at a party during what was called summer stage here mm-hmm. where nobody knew she was coming and all of a sudden we were we were partying the DJ was spinning all this music we it felt like we were in a club and then all of a sudden the music stopped and they said ladies and gentlemen Miss Grace Jones and she just showed up on the stage yes. in her full breastplate looking like Xena the warrior princess <laughs> with nothing but the breastplate right. and a G string and she performed for an hour and they had to hose us down with fire hoses because it was 100 degrees that day. And everybody was jumping up and down and dancing. About and I just remember out. the energy of the room. And she was telling everybody, okay, everybody, calm down, drink water, drink water. Right. You know, but she just kept going. And she, the, it was like the heat didn't even affect her. She's you know what naked. I mean? Because she was just in it. She was in it. And she was giving everybody their 100% right. life. And, and it was just a, the beauty of it. It was a, a wonderful little random Sunday afternoon in New York City. Oh, that's beautiful. And that was, it was the most powerful because I never thought I would ever get to see her right. in that kind of setting. But she was just 100% about the audience and she was just singing her hits and she was talking to people and she, right. was, she was very engaged in it. It was, it was like she knew where she was. It wasn't like, you know how artists yeah. travel around the world and they don't really know where they, they are. Know. She actually was engaged in being in New York and she talked about being in Central Park and all right. that kind of stuff. And I think, and that, that's the thing that we picked up on in this film too because even when she was talking to her her former lover her ex-husband about how she was excited when she would you know be walking in the room with him and then just that that energy how she felt weak in the knees and all of that going to his studio right just to go see him that was so powerful exactly you know and and it was a a genuine emotion he didn't even understand you know i I know he understood because they were obviously in love with her but he had no idea how she felt about him and the fact that they can still relate to each other in that in that loving way because you could tell they're they're still good friends. Well, they were talking during a photo shoot. He right. was doing of her and like right. she was just getting her life right there. Right. And he would tell, well, do it like, remember how you did it like this? And yeah. Like, you know, because they have such a history together mm-hmm. and they, they have such good memories with each other. You know, that it was, she's the kind of woman that you, you could have 10 different lovers and they'd all be in the same room. And yeah. she would just bounce from one to the other and talk about the good times and the good old days right, right, right. and not have a care in the world. And that's kind of how it related in, in the film. And I, I'm, I'm so glad we saw that slice of life with her. Because yeah. she was still that same pure energy when she was back in Jamaica visiting the neighborhoods and, yeah. and going around from place visiting to place. People. She would stop and eat her, you know, jerk yeah. chicken and like it was order nothing. Order a bunch of jerk chicken, right. order a bunch of hats, go <laughs> like swim in a lake. Like it was nothing. And then people were like, yeah, come on in. Well, that, when, I mean, that's, I think that stands for what they, yeah, how they live down there. It's, it's about the Jamaican culture. And when yeah. they, when she, when they stopped to see the sunset, when she wanted to show her son. Yeah, she wanted to see show her son stopped. the sunset. Also, she was that one section where they were watching the sunset. She was talking about how she was going to pay someone to clear that because they own that land. Right, right. They were gonna. She was going to clear that out, and right. she was going to build a place, which which happens a lot with people mm-hmm. from Caribbean islands. They they move here, and then they, they find a spot, and they send all their money and pay people to clear the land and start right. building up slowly so they could retire there or whatever. Yeah. It was it was just a great... It, it, it felt very personal. Yes. It felt who, very personal. Whoever was, like, really thinking about this... I mean, there were so many different cameramen 
I feel like they had several cinematographers because it was a lot of different aspect ratios going on. Yeah. Um, a lot of different types of uh, digital technology. You could see it, it had been shot over years. It was older technology, too. Right, because started, they started shooting in, in 2005. Right, so you can see that things had changed over time. There were just a lot of amazing things, like um, um, that cloud. Remember that cloud scene where we were just looking up at the cloud? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just a cloud, and the cloud was moving, and it was sort of mesmerizing. And then we heard water. Yeah. And it was like pouring, furious rain, but there was no rain on us. And then it switches to her. It switches to her lying on this bed, getting like some sort of spa treatment when all this water was being sprayed oh, yeah. on her. Remember? Yeah. She was fully nude. Yeah, she was totally nude. And the guy spraying the water on her was a man. It was just like, all right. Yeah, and he was in the white. He was in all <laughs> he was white. white. It was white. somewhere she, in Jamaica. And, and the, but how it was framed was yeah. we saw it through. In the Through frame, glass. it was literally it was centered like so perfectly, yeah. right? And then she's laying there. Those, With all the jets above those her. Those jets. And then he's standing there, yeah. a black man in all white. Yeah. So the, the, there was just so much happening right. in that one visual. Right. And then all the water hitting her. Right. And she was just like... You know, but it, it was nice how they played with the the sound yeah, because was, you you great. assumed you were getting rained on. It was and then, great, and then she was like, "Okay," and she, she was like, was "Okay, done. I'm done," and she was done. I was just like, "Okay," <laughs> and she dismissed him, and they went on about their way. But it was just yeah, nice. it, was def- it was definitely good. She's she's just I, I was just it just makes me love her even more. I wanted to spend I actually wanted to spend more time with her right. because she just. There was she's such an interesting woman, and I'm glad that we have these kinds of things on film. And I want people to see more documentaries. There's yes. so many documentaries, and that's so why we're we're doing this show because a lot of times we spend a, a lot of time on or narrative, narrative film work, and, yeah. and, and and you know what's popular and what's hot. But there's a lot of narrative, uh, I'm sorry, documentary films that's out here that I think people need to take a look at. And it's one of my favorite film forms. That I love because mm-hmm. you know we've been holding on that documentary that we've been doing forever yes. for me, and <laughs> it's gonna happen one It'll day, happen. folks. It'll and um, but it, it's it's not easy making a documentary. I think to to follow a subject around or an idea or yeah. or or an event that happened is is something special because you're not working off a script a lot of times. No, you're, you're actually shooting footage and then yeah. crafting and then the crafting. story after. Yes, and I think that. You know, a lot of things happen in, in, in the meantime as you're planning these things. And I've, I've been talking to other filmmaking friends yeah. who've been working on other documentaries. Cause I talk, we talked about this show and the potential of this show. Okay. And they talked about how they have so many hard drives of footage of, of, of films they want to complete as a documentary. Exactly. And I think, but it, it's so hard to pull that together. And, and I don't know, Sophie Fines, who directed this. Yes. I know she has hours and hours and hours of oh, footage. Oh, tons of footage. Because this was two hours long. She will never even, that never even saw the, the you know, light of day. The light of day. It's all on the cutting room floor. But what happens to that footage and what, what happens to all that time? Because you have to spend a lot of time with your subjects. I mean, And yeah. she was obviously embedded with Grace and, and, and you uh, know, living and, in that whole space. Grace obviously trusted her. Yeah, and you have to have that level of trust, and your subject has to have that trust. And Tawana has shot me over the years. We've been working on this documentary together, yep. and I think that it's it's something to open up your life in that way. And I've always yeah. I've questioned how do you share yourself with the world yeah. without feeling so vulnerable right. in in that space. And I think that Grace was able to 
open herself up in that way beyond the fact that she's a performer, but she was a lot, she allowed us to be intimate with her. Well, she allowed us to be a fly on a wall in yeah. some of these instances. Absolutely. I mean, she, cause I don't think she would ever close herself. Right. She doesn't know how. Yeah. I don't but, think she knows that. <laughs> she, but we got to see her on a more human level. She was not just badass like, Right, heroin right. slapping, slapping whips on stage, right. and like warrior princess, warrior princess, like doing it. Just like there's so many images, like the mirror ball hat mm-hmm. that was reflecting these brilliant green beams. Just like, no. um, just the nun habit is the shit. Yeah, yeah, you love that. That one, one was I like that. <laughs> I like that hat. It you was, like that? That it was just, just there was a lot. I think that by all means, if you can find this. See it. If not, it is online. Vaughn found it. It's I very possible it. to see it. Yeah. Um, and, and just know and it's gonna be. Yourself. It's gonna end up on Amazon because right now it's oh, streaming yeah. in Europe on Amazon. Oh yeah. And so it'll end up streaming here in the U.S. too once it's done with its theatrical release. Because what happens is you go through the theatrical release and then you go on to all the streaming and DVD and so on and so forth. So look for it. Celebrate Grace. Know the power of that super black woman, and I'm I'm so glad that she's laying a legacy out for us all to see because it's not just about the music and her persona; it's about her as a person. And I think she she opens the door for a lot of other women to challenge themselves and to push themselves forward, even when you're you're being suppressed by your culture and your your family and religion and so on and so forth. She was able to surpass that. Mm-hmm. And to be all that she is today, Absolutely. and I think that that speaks volumes to what what can be done. Absolutely, and just uh, thank Radical Media. Absolutely, <laughs> who did both films? Actually, Absolutely. they're 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 one hundred percent behind these kinds of films, Absolutely. and they're going to do more, I'm sure. And I, I, it's it's just good that we get to celebrate these women today. Absolutely. And then, so while we're speaking of Radical Media, let's slide on to their only their other piece, which is uh, what happened to Miss Nina Simone. Oh yeah. Which, uh, if Grace holds a place in your heart, Nina holds a place in mine. Mine too. I love Nina. And I absolutely love Nina. We actually saw um, saw a show with Lettucey who redid. Oh, a tribute to a Nina. A tribute yes. to Nina. And it was called Nina and Me yes. at the Apollo. And Fantastic it was an amazing show. show. Fantastic show. She's, she didn't do that anywhere else. It's, it traveled around a little bit. A little bit. It was in New bit. Orleans. It was really in a couple small. other places. Yeah. But it's like she's doing three tours at once, let us see. Yeah, she is. It's, yeah. And she's in a play. I don't know, there's a lot going on. But anyway, what happened to Miss Nina Simone? I mean, Vaughn has a story about Grace. I have a story about Nina. Nina, for me, um, back in, what did we say, 93? Mm-hmm. Back in '93, I was a kid, and I used to sh- I shared movies a lot with my dad. That's really how I just found out about movies. My dad was really instrumental in that, and he really sort of wanted me to like read books before we saw the films, and then we would go out and see it, and we would have these great discussions. But anyway, so we saw Point of No Return, which was a remake of La Femme Nikita. Oh, I saw that. It was right. a great movie. It was the American. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. So I go to see it, and as this kid not really seeing a great deal of, like, women in action films besides Aliens, maybe there was a couple others, but okay. these two were poignant Sit for out. Me, right? Um, we watched this movie, and of course it's brilliant, it's great, and this is before I even knew Femme Nikita existed. And I'm just like, at the end of the film, I'm like, Dad, who is the woman that was singing? Right. Like, what's going on? Like... Was that a makeup woman? And he's like, no, Nina Simone is a very real person. Sent me on 
a journey to go find this soundtrack. And okay. that was before Google, and that was when you went and got CDs. Yep. I went to Sam Goody. I had to find the soundtrack for this film. Sam Goody. Oh, my God. Remember that? Yes. Sam Goody in West 4th and Mercer? It was a music store, folks. And yes. You could actually buy music from stores. Yes. You didn't have to stream it or anything. You yeah. actually owned the music they you bought. They actually had record stores. <gasps> They're going to anyway. come back. They're going to come back <laughs> they're, regardless. They're, they're back a little. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, so I had to find it, and it opened up this world for me with Nina Simone. And that led me to finding out why this film was remade, finding out what French cinema was all about, right. introducing me to that, and, and just opening me up both musically and cinematically to a whole wow. new world. And you know, remember we watched the original together. Yeah. Yeah, it's one introduced me to that. You know, I think that, I have so many emotions around this Nina Simone documentary because yes. I feel like she she was so so like Grace Jones she was so far ahead of her time Way ahead she was of such her time. a visionary she was such a revolutionary yes. both of these women are and I think that I always I call her the dream deferred because she always wanted to be a classically trained pianist she yes. wanted to she wanted work, to be the first black Right. She wanted to train. She wanted to work in that world. She yes. did not want to be a pop music because for that time her music was pop. So yeah, but and, she and, did so many genres. Yeah, but she lived in pop and jazz for the time. And and the thing is, it's so weird because she was so talented and she yeah. did so much beautiful work that yeah. people love and cherish. Yeah. That I don't even. I wish she had the ability. Because she died in, in 2003. I know she mm-hmm. saw that her, how much people loved her. Well, yeah. But just to have that experience, because she even talked about being on Carnegie Hall, being at Carnegie Hall and performing there, yes. some of her greatest hits. And the audience loved her in the 60s. But she wanted to be there playing classical piano. And yeah. the fact that she could not be there doing what she wanted to do, as great a success as that was for a black woman during segregation right. to be able to perform in Carnegie Hall. Right. You know, it was it was phenomenal just in that space. But the fact that she couldn't even enjoy that, you know, you felt that sense of of loss and longing for her when you watch this film. And she she was so 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 smart, so so talented. So and so talented. She just and had a little so tragic. much very tragic because she had so much to give to the world. Yes. And 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 she had so many obstacles to overcome. She had her mental illness. Yes. She had an abusive husband. Yes. She had a she grew up in the she South. Was- Poor you know, black in America. Poor black in the South, religious family. She had so many obstacles that would keep her from doing all those things that yeah. she wanted to do. But she still was able to persevere yeah. in her own way. In the fact that she had to leave America yeah. at a certain point after Martin Luther King died and, and, and how she was and, impacted and by a, that. And a lot of civil rights it leaders. Literally, it literally brought me to tears when she talked about after Martin Luther King died, yeah, and, and how and how she was trying and, and the, the loss that out. they had, yeah. all the loss that she had experienced with with during that time, because so many people were being assassinated, so many people were dying, yeah. and she was you know best friends with Malcolm X and his wife who lived next door to her, right, Betty, you know, Betty Shabazz, and, right. and you know it's just how can you? She wanted to do so much more within the liberation movement and the, the civil rights movement of the 60s. And right. she was trapped because because of her success as a performer right. and her husband, who was her manager, trying to propel her to be more successful when she wanted to actually 
donate her time and her energies toward the civil rights movement? How do you well, how do you teeter top that? She did a great deal, and she was very instrumental in in doing so much. I mean, to be young, gifted, and black, she yeah. was the playwright's best friend, oh, and yeah. her daughter Lisa. Um, Lisa Simone Kelly, I believe, is her yes, last that's her name. name. Yes, um, who's also executive producer on this. Yes, and I'm um, glad she was. And she was she was interviewed and was 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 had a great deal. She was almost a narrator in a lot of it. Yeah, she was. Um, because she could, she was the only one that could give eyewitness testimony yeah. because yeah. she saw so many things happen. I mean, she had an extraordinary life as well, and she's a, a um a a um, accomplished musician herself, but. For Nina, it just never seemed like she was ever really free except for on stage and in her music. You know, she has that famous quote, I'll tell you what freedom is. Freedom is to me is no fear. You know, that's at her, one of her famous quotes. And it's just, um, it's just really amazing how, see, because it's radical media. And yes, it's, it, this is Liz, uh, what's this, Liz Mars, Mar, I'm sorry. Um, the director's name is Liz Garbus for this right. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, radical media allows them to sort of like take these sort of juxtapositions of these women's voices upon these sort of like classical photos, vintage fo- vintage footage, um, lots of sort of like instrumental, like really poignant moments of their lives and, and give them voice by having these women sort of elevated by leaving all these sort of quotes and, and, and interviews um, and they have that in, in common in both films. Yeah. And it, it added to um, to the historic value of this film. Yeah. Where and, they, and they texturized it because yes. you, had, you had a lot of mixed media. You had the quotes. You had all of the, the visual footage from back in the day. Yes. You had her interviews. You had her performance. Mm-hmm. You, had, you had all that thing where they talked about, like when she would write notes in her diary and her journals. Yeah. You had all of those things happening on yeah. the screen. And this is kind of where I wanted it to go with Grace. Right. And I understand because Nina is dead. Right. So you had, a, you, had to, you had to encapsulate her whole life within this film. Right. And, but, you know, and how they showed the footage of the little girl crossing the, the railroad tracks. And right. I understand because I grew up in a small town in the South where your, your, the town was just divided by the tracks. Yeah, they literally said that. I loved how they showed that in a way because th- that little girl wasn't Nina because they didn't have the footage. Of course. But they found, they, they created the footage and they had the footage there to use. Yeah. And it was just beautiful how to tell that story because what people don't understand about the documentary is yeah. that it's not just about talking heads. Yes. It's about how you use footage to propel your story, to move your story forward. Yes, and of course. This is one of those those one of those visual cues that they used a lot. In well, they the had a lot of that, and because it was like the the railroad tracks, and she sang right. in a church. Right. Um, she played she played a little bit, and she sang in the church, and two two white uh, musicians saw her. Uh, wanted her trained as a classical musician, taught her as far as they could go, and then eventually she went to Juilliard. Went yeah. to Juilliard, tried for this um, this academy in Philadelphia. Right. Could not get in because she, she was, was black. black. But she didn't understand race relations because she just thought it was what it was because she lived in the South, and that's what it felt like. Right. That was her life. She mm-hmm. didn't realize it was really that radical. And she was 19 years old. And she was so 19 she years old. A lot to deal with. When she didn't get accepted, her family had moved with her to Yeah, because uh, they moved to Philadelphia, Philadelphia. she was in, in, in New Jersey at right. the time. So they moved to Philadelphia with her. 
Um, and then she realized she had to get a job. And then from there, she was working in bars. And then from there, the owners would say, well, why don't you sing a little? It's more than a piano. So right. she would sing and she would make like $90, which was phenomenal back then. Yeah, that was a big deal. And that led to her becoming a, a singer in her repertoire of music, a musicality rather. And so that's how we got the Nina Simone, that song that had these, this raspy, soulful right. voice. These, this, so she pulled from her gospel background, from her jazz background, from her classical background. Right. She even did reggae. If you've ever heard yeah, that song, Baltimore, it's yeah. one of my favorite it's songs. It's great. You know? And so it's just like... And Lettucey did a little bit of that. When yeah, we Baltimore. Show, yeah. Uh, little Girl Blue. Just like... Yeah. And Lettucey played on that whole juxtaposition with the like... With the photos and the imagery and the vintage footage. And then she would she would twist it and do a song that was comparable to hers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, I mean, it was brilliant. I really wish she could have, like, done more. Because she didn't really do a lot of that tour. But, you know. But anyway, um, I go on to say is it's like she Nina was slowly building and just sort of got any everywhere. Like she ended up at the Newport Jazz Festival. She was on a Playboy had a Playhouse. Well, they used to have a show. They used a, to have show? a show all the time. It was on every 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 week. Okay. And um, but she was everywhere. Ed Sullivan, all the shows back in the day. Yeah. But the beauty of her was, and, and I think she found herself and she found her voice right. during the civil rights movement. Well, that was her purpose. And she I found think her that purpose. That was her mission, and she yeah. just couldn't get to like she couldn't fulfill it the way she wanted to. But she really didn't get to live through the the promise of all that because. We needed her, and she was there during that time. She was there during that time. And I think that I think she personally needed to do more for herself. But I think what she provided us with was was all that we truly needed. But she, as an artist, you know, as an artist, you want to you want to create this thing that will sustain people and and to to deliver your message. Right. But I think that it's it's just I I just feel like she. I wish she would have had. The, the space and the time, you know, because if she was around now. I don't think, well, my thing is, is that this actually helped her to civil rights movement. She had no real ideal ideology about race relations in the world until she started experiencing it in right. the world. And when she experienced it and she, she was with Langston Hughes and James Baldwin right. and, and, and Maya Angelou and, and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Betty Shabazz and just like, Stokely Carmichael and with all these people who who mattered, who were instrumental in creating um the young gifted and black generation. Yes. Um she found her purpose in that before she was a musician and now she was a soldier in the fight to 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 push our our race fo- forward. Absolutely. And and she, Lorraine, she revered Lorraine that. Hornsberry wrote uh, yeah. Young Gifted and Black. Yeah, she took she it from the title. Raising in the Sun. Yeah. And they were best friends. And, you she know, redid Strange Fruit. Right. Yeah. And she grieved uh, Lorraine's tragic death when she died. Yeah. And she was also her a visionary. Goddaughter or daughter. Also a visionary. And so yes. I think that, you know, and even when you, when you look up Lorraine Hornsberry, you run into Malcolm. I'm sorry, Langston Hughes. Yes. Who, because everything's about a, a raisin in the sun and that time period and, and, and all those artists. And she wanted to be a part. And I love that she was able to, like they were able to sit around and talk about what needed to happen, what needed to oh, change yeah. for black people in America. 
And, yeah. And it's so important. And it's sad that because we're in 2018. That is still the same. We're still living in the same place. And all that music is rela- is relative today. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's scary. And I want people to, and I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you know, look for these kinds of things. Look Absolutely. for these kinds of movies. Share these experiences with your friends. Talk about it. Talk about what you can do to make a difference because she actually tried to make a difference. She absolutely and, did. And there is, you know, when you... And it, it enlivened her. You know, and it, it's just like when she has so many obstacles against her, she still thought about, I want to make a change for black people in America. Well, because she, when she became a part of the civil rights movement, she understood our worth more mm-hmm. than ever. Mm-hmm. And she understood her worth as a musician and how it was her duty to report right. on what was happening in the current time. Right. And she wanted to instill in her own people the strength, the courage, and the pride that she never felt. And when she got in the civil rights movement, then she felt proud to be black. Right. She loved her full lips, her wide nose, her dark skin, right. her natural hair. She had always been told she was too black, she was too ugly, she was too, mm-hmm. her nose was too wide, her lips were too full. She wasn't fitting that stereotypical type. And I'm so glad that the world has changed and we're all just sort of like accepting of of our natural state. Right. I mean, wearing our natural hair and living our natural lives and being proud to be who we are and knowing that we are young, gifted, and black and pushing forward in a world Absolutely. that, unfortunately, doesn't always want us here. Absolutely. And I'm, I just want people to understand that just as you as you watch films and, and you you listen to music and understand it, it comes from a place. Yes. It's not just it's not just created for entertainment. There there's no. some message that's trying to be delivered. There's some no. some visual experience that we the director wants you to have that I think that you need to open your mind to a little bit and know that you also can create some experiences for yourself. Absolutely. Because we're in a we're in a world now where there's lots of mediums and lots of opportunities to create some different things. And so if you have a story to tell or if you want to do something within your experience, share that with the world and, and just let it be known. Absolutely. I mean, these these two women had some circum, some pretty circumstantial um, blocks against them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nina, eventually we find out that in within the film that Nina actually was bipolar and lived for a long time undiagnosed, not understanding what was happening to her and Suffered a great deal through uh, abusive husband, uh, uh, broke up her family a little bit. Her, her daughter, who is, who is a big singer, Lisa Simone Kelly, um, she also, too, you know, suffered from that a little. And then came back and, 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 and um, came to grips with her mom's illness and tried to help her. And Nina was ultimately lost in a lot of it. But, you know... Had she been around today, she would have been able to better cope with it. But I think that when you think about this, you have to think about what it takes to survive in a life like that and how you have to keep keep going forward and keep pushing and keep pursuing things that are important to you. And if you're making a difference, you should keep going. And I think Nina has always been a special part of for me as right. as as an artist as an activist as as a creator she's always been since i was this girl in the movies this this 
woman that just touched a special part of me. I mean, we talked about how I wanted to make a documentary about her life based on a book that's been Oh yeah, for called, sure. Uh yeah, um Black is the color of my true love's hair, which is all like photos from her goddaughter. Um about her past like lives you never saw her that she was in. So it was just like um Please go. Please watch this on Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's there for everybody to see. And you know what? And there's a lot of other doc. I w- as we were talking about this show and and deciding what we're mm-hmm. going to share, and the fact that there's other there's lots of other venues to watch yeah. film now. Because I we found this on Netflix and we and I watched it back in 2005 with Tawana. Right. We've been talking about this for a while. And I'm glad we get to talk about it on the show. Yes, for sure. But um, there's so many other documentaries that are out there. The Amy Winehouse documentary. Yes. Amazing. It's called Amy. Um, Keith Richards. Yeah, that's a good Lady one. Gaga has a documentary that's yeah, out right now. Yeah, hers is pretty good, actually. Very good. There's there's so many. I want you to see other things because everything can't be about a blockbuster. Everything can't be about some, narrative some, piece. some narrative piece. Go and check out some of these other kinds of films. Because it's real life. Yeah, it's, it's real life. And just know that... Everybody's life has a story. Absolutely. And even if you're living in middle of nowhere, your life still has a story too. Yeah. And I think that it's it's amazing that we get to see these kinds of stories being told right. by filmmakers that who don't always get the credit. They're yeah. not always going to get the Oscar. They're not the Steven Spielbergs of the world. No. You know, they're not all these documentarians that you know, Michael Moore and all these others that always get their stories told. But there's a lot of things out here, and and, and just learn to express that and learn Absolutely. to experience it. And, you know, as a viewer. And, you know, as Vaughn says, there are no limits. There's always no limits. No limits. I mean, you're talking about two poor women, one who had a mental illness and had no idea what to do with it and still lived her life fully, had a child, lived in so many parts of this world, Amsterdam, uh, Switzerland, France, right. uh, America. Th- these women have traveled a great deal and still pushed. And Grace is still pushing, so... Yeah. Um, at 70. If you think that you can't do it anymore, just look at them. Or use their work as inspiration to push yours forward. So um, thanks for tuning in, people. Yes. Our next films are going to be Avengers. Yes. Infinity, uh, Wars. Infinity War. Great and um, Breaking In with Gabrielle Union. Which looks like kind of fun. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. It looks kind of fun. Looks like she's gonna be badass in it. I like that. Um, but if you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow. And as always, follow us on all our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and where we host on SoundCloud under Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. And don't forget to please use that hashtag, hashtag BBM Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, from me and from Vaughn. Thank you, Stephen. We'll talk about this show later. Yes. And Alex. And Alex. And Alex. Producer. Our producer. <laughs> this is Beer Bourbon and a movie. We out. <laughs>